What if Castle was what an if attacker? attacker? Why is a Castle an attacker? This would be amazing. Yeah, no, that would be a buff to Castle. Hello and welcome to episode 10, double digits of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege. What we like about Siege. And what the community doesn't like about Siege. And what we don't like about Siege. Because all they do is complain about what they don't like about Siege, and it's one thing and it's stupid. And what they don't like and what we don't like are two completely different things. Okay. Anyway, we're going to talk more about the censorship thing. I didn't want to talk about it again. I wanted to be done with it, but unfortunately, a week later, it's still the top of the subreddit it's like the only thing that's talked about on the subreddit once we get through that and put it behind us once and for all forever hopefully wind bastion you guys operator operation wind bastion has officially been announced we have teasers we have images we have videos we got it all almost all we're gonna have it on november 19th i believe is the official date right uh yeah 18th and 19th uh, during the early finals 17th 17th. and 18th 17th 18th Pro League Finals. I might actually watch some Pro League this weekend. I'm probably... No, I'm... Yeah, I am going to be working, but still. Well, bummer. Working. This is my job. This is what we do for a living now. Yeah. We just make the podcast for Rainbow Six Siege. We need more... Guys, share the podcast so that we can do this for a living, and then that's never going to happen. No. <laughs> that would be such an insurmountable number of people that have to be listening. Just once but, a week. But you should share the podcast with your friends. <laughs> also... You should join the Unrenowned Discord server. Uh, the link is in the show notes. It's also on our Twitter account, at r6unrenowned. Uh, that's probably the easiest places to find it. But you should join. There's a lot of people in there now. We're starting to do games with people in there. We are uh, having discussions about the game that are not just about censorship. So it's great. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a good place to talk about Siege where you can actually talk about Siege. Yeah. There's also a spot to... Did you already say the spot to put in podcast questions yeah yeah so we, we have a channel there dedicated to questions for the podcast so that's where we're going to be getting most of our questions i think now so it's cool because then you can see other people's questions and you can sort of like uh put like if you have like a sort of a follow-up question to that or an addendum or something then like we can sort of do that so let's get into uh, the I'm happy for a second, but I'm going to be just so annoyed. And, and it just as soon as we get into this, I'm just going to like. Combust. I think it's fine. I love it. I just, I love it. I really do. I know you thrive on the drama. I'm just so annoyed. Okay. So if you, if you don't know what's going on, um, then first of all, why didn't you listen to the last episode? Huh? Huh? Hmm? Punk. Okay. But what's going on is, um, they're uh, we, we have to announce that they're going to remove certain aesthetic aspects of the game particularly um sort of uh flavor and decoration on the few maps in order to comply with uh sort of chinese uh censorship laws so that they can release the game in china right. okay and so allow the game to be streamed in china yeah so that's actually a big point mm-hmm. um so basically, I mean, there's some like blood splatters on the walls and this isn't like in like in-game blood splatter. It's splatter that's like pre-rendered on the wall when you load the map, right? right. Um, any skulls have been removed, knives and stuff like that. Some of the icons in the kill feed have changed in order to make it less violent or whatever. 
Okay, so it sucks, right? I'm with you. If you're upset about that, I get it. Like, I kind of would prefer not to mess with it either. But also, it's not a big deal. Okay, so, gosh, I don't even like want to be talking about this, but I feel like we have to. It's good. Um, should we talk about Rogue Nine first? Yes. Okay. He had a really good take on this. He had a very good take on this. So I was listening to the Hot Breach podcast the other day. Don't ditch us for them. It's probably a better podcast than this one. (laughs) We're more relatable because you're probably as good as us at the game. Um, But anyway, Rogue Nine had a really, really great take on this. Two points in particular he made that I think are super on point. Um, One is the transparency, right? So Ubisoft was super transparent to come out ahead of time let us know that they're doing this, explain exactly why, explain why they didn't want to do two separate builds and, and what the deal is there, and then respond to questions as they came in until people started acting like babies and throwing fits. Mm-hmm. Um, and we punished that. Like, we punished them being transparent about it, right? right? Like, they could have, like, they very easily could have done this without saying anything, and probably we wouldn't have noticed. Aside from, like, the kill feed icon changes... But again, stuff like that has changed frequently. Like we just had a change to all the operator gadget, gadget icons. icons. Right. Which I still think are ugly, but uh, yeah, I hate it too. And I would have <laughs> I'm hated... not going to stop playing Siege because of it. <laughs> right. I would have hated the new icons, but I would have been like, that sucks. And then I would have moved on and kept playing Siege because yeah. Siege is freaking amazing. I may have made like two or three posts about it with pictures of the old and new icons and said, look at this is so stupid. You definitely did. Yes. And I would, but I don't think i would not have noticed the blood stains on the map at all nope the thing that maybe would have gone noticed is the slot machines being gone that is kind of a bigger change that like looks yeah would look different and mm-hmm. would look blank or something but nobody nobody would make the connection like oh they took this out because of this someone would think they're like oh there was some bug so they just took it out yeah like rogue nine made the point like they could have just said we removed some clutter on the maps to optimize you know whatever they could have made up some dumb excuse and nobody would have been any the wiser nope but they didn't do that they They were super transparent yeah they're honest about it they told us exactly why they told us so that we can sell the game in another market and make more money and here we go and we're throwing freaking fits about it how dare you make more money yeah how dare you as a business are you a company (laughs) is that what you're supposed to do so you can pay developers so you can make better games Let's let's get this clear. Is your main motive to get people who already paid a lot of money to continue to play the game? Or is your main motive to sell the game to more people to make more money? I don't understand. <laughs> like <sighs> We we do realize that like the majority of the world's population lives in Asia. Yeah. Like that's where most people are. <laughs> China itself. You it's realize like, we're the minority here, right? Like us three hundred twenty three million people in the United States. China is like <laughs> what, like fifteen percent of the population yeah, of the world or like something that. like that? Like it's ridiculous. Like like one point four billion people. And I get it. That sucks. That sucks that gaming is driven by profit motive, but it is. And so is every other entertainment industry that you enjoy. Uh-huh. And like, yes, there can be some sort of like artistic integrity and stuff um and yes they should be treating um us their players who have supported them who are still playing the game and who are still spending money on the game they should be taking care of us right the point is this isn't hurting us in any way okay and and like i want to be clear like if if you're not happy with the changes i get it and that's fine and and you can express that opinion and that's totally okay Mm -hmm. it's about the tone 
of the feedback and the, the the attitude of the people who are expressing their their disappointment, right? Because they're like throwing fits about it. They're like calling Ubisoft out and like and like attacking Ubisoft as if they've done something, as if they're killing children or something, right? It's like yeah. there are much worse things happening in the world, in your immediate community, in like you know, in in things that matter a lot more, and even in the cons, in the like in in just inside of video games itself in the field of video games there are much worse things happening than than freaking censoring stupid stuff that doesn't matter and won't affect anything out of siege right it's like someone being upset that i can't think of a good example never mind sorry i was trying to bring up like some good cool example off the top of my head but nothing was coming it was a, <laughs> good try. There's nothing there. it was a good try i mean it, it's like it's it's like when you get in a fight with a friend or a significant over other other over something that doesn't ultimately matter right and like it gets blown out of way out of proportion and you start talking about like other things that are not even related to the issue that started the fight right right and it's like like we're just like it's like like i get that okay i, I guess what it is is that there's a lot of like pent up frustration around other issues and like i agree siege has issues that need to be fixed and like some that have existed for way too long but like this is not the the hill to die on like this is so dumb and like like and then there's like all these people it's like oh it's it's not it's not about like the actual changes themselves it's about the principle of giving into a communist government it's like if that's really your problem stop buying iphones okay like <laughs> stop buying anything made in China. Yeah, go sell your gaming PC <laughs> or not don't sell it. You should burn it. You should burn your gaming PC because all those parts came out of China and yeah, like seriously. Like it's just this communist country actually has given America a lot of good things. Yeah. We get our stuff cheap. Yeah. Because like, we got a communist country that pays people nothing to make our crap. Yeah, when when we're reaping the benefits <laughs> of their communism, then like it's, it's all good. But but when their communism like has the most uh, like minor obscure effect on a product that we enjoy that will not affect our enjoyment of the product at all then it's a problem mm-hmm. and it's like come on guys like <laughs> stop it like the people who are grandstanding about like the principle and the communism like okay then seriously go like stop buying electronics okay stop stop living a comfortable life yeah you know if we were as like um active in issues around the world as we are about this the world could be a better place there are much like, much more <laughs> worthwhile and worthy causes in which to be an Spend activist like please do so so uh, like again if if you're upset about it that's fine it's just the tone of it and like yeah. i'm uninstalling to the tune of three thousand upvotes on reddit and it's like fine uninstall go for it like we're not gonna miss you and this is this is great so all these people are saying uninstalling or whatever. And this, so someone recently posted the steam charts or not, sorry, the ratings on steam from like after the change was made or announced mm-hmm. and it shows like tons of mixed reviews or whatever, but that does not at all like coincide with what steam charts is saying with the people playing the game. Yeah. There are still the same amount of people playing as last weekend. Hasn't yeah. changed. Yeah. And the weekend before that. People are going to continue playing. For, still like, playing what I game. started doing is when somebody's saying they're going to uninstall, I've just started replying, like, what's your uh, what's your gamer tag in your platform? Because I'm going to yeah. check next week and see if you're still playing. Yeah. Because you are. Like, 
Uh, anyway, and then so then the second point that um, Rogue Nine made that also was really insightful, um, the game's already censored, right? Like it's just censored to our cultural norms, right? So like, it, it uh, the greatest example he gave is like in Oregon, there's like the the posters of the women in bikinis, mm-hmm. right? And this is supposed to be some like sort of white nationalist group who's like th- these are not like. Uh, not your best yeah. people. Correct. Right. Those would not be women clad in bikinis on their walls. They would be topless posters. And why yeah. are they not? If it's if it's to be realistic, why are they not? Because yeah. the cultural norms of America is that it's not okay to have topless or naked women in children's entertainment. And granted it's an M rated game, but Ubisoft knows it's going to be sold to children and they want it to be sold to children because mm-hmm. they know that that 13 to 18 year old market is huge in video games. Right. So they censored that, right? And like they censored it to our cultural norms. So the only difference here is now censorship is being applied that is not our cultural norms, but the cultural norms of a different culture. And so like, what are we freaking out about? Yeah. Mind you, a culture that is much more populous than our culture. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, like in Europe, they already like make fun of Americans for being so sensitive about nudity and sexuality and all that Mm -hmm. stuff while at the same time being totally okay with the violence right like yeah with like how many people have you killed in siege literally thousands yeah and and we're fine with that and we're it's the same in our movies and all that stuff and in europe they're like i don't understand why you guys are so uptight about the nudity it's just because our culture that's what our culture is yeah and like yeah it's already censored so and this doesn't go into the fact of why they don't just have two different builds um and part of the reason for that that was kind of brought up through that podcast was the streaming pro league into these countries yeah so this is another point i didn't even catch this point until the second time i listened to it so basically the game can't be streamed in other countries because of the icons that pop up in in the kill feed in china sorry in china because of the icons that pop up on the kill feed which you can have millions of people watching these streams if they were allowed to watch it because of censorship right so if they just censor selling the game basically exactly so if they just censored china's and not everybody else's people in china still can't watch pro league streams right and they want them to be able to watch the pro league streams exactly and and not even just pro league but like just youtubers and stuff yeah like youtube videos yeah so by removing this for us and and for the pro league and all that they're making it more accessible on that sort of third party consumption level with the with the chinese market so if you are a streamer or a youtuber getting upset about this you are not good at getting upset about this because this gives you a lot well, more audience. i mean i don't know how much of like china's like i don't know what the situation is with youtube in china i'm i'm sure there's probably like a lot of censorship just around youtube as a platform in general mm-hmm. um but you know, I'm sure Ubisoft has avenues to to put at least the pro league out there, right? And all that stuff. So anyway, again, yeah, like if you're not happy about it, that's fine. And make your posts about it. But like, stop grandstanding about it, and like, and don't like poop on other people because they're like it's not a big deal. Because really, it's not. It's really not a big deal. No. Okay, I'm done with that. Wind oh, bastion. Not. Hold on. Wait. One <laughs> no. more thing. Just this Reddit post that I am going to reply to in a year. This game will die before it reaches 50 operators. That's the title. How many operators are we at right now? 36. 36. So 
that divided by two is seven. So seven more seasons to get to 50. Yeah. Why did you do that? Do that divided by two? 14 divided by two. Why did you do 14 the difference divided between by two? 50 and three, 50 minus 36 gotcha, equals gotcha, 14 gotcha, divided gotcha, by gotcha. two equals seven, seven seasons. Yes, so that's a year, almost two years. Okay. Um, yeah. So seven seasons to get to 50 operators and he thinks the game will die before then. And I think it will definitely not die before then. So there is no chance this game is affected in any significant way by the censorship. No, except so, for selling a whole bunch of copies in China. Correct. <laughs> and I will comment on this post as soon as we hit 50 operators and say it did not die. <laughs> did you I know think it's going to be archived by then, dude. Well, I'll message him. So I'm just going to read some of these topics from the top of the sub. This is, this is, this is just so dumb how many of these there are. So they think they can sweep it under the rug. Remember when it took Ubi 24 hours to respond to Chimera's backlash? It's now been a week and Ubi has done nothing but try and distract the community. Vote with your wallet and keep talking about it. Okay. How are you going to vote with your wallet though? What do you mean? You can't get your money back. Yeah. Like you already bought the game. Yeah. I mean. They're st- still making money. Sorry. Yeah. Stop buying stuff, I guess. Like that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like fine. Like if all 6,000 of you who upvoted that really hate the game that much and have that much of a problem with it then yeah stop playing it show make it like that would that would be a significant number if six thousand people stop playing oh yeah six thousand of these like hardcore people that are on the reddit right yep like yeah make a statement do that but you're not going to because you don't really care that much yeah and you're not you're You're just throwing playing. a hissy fit like you really don't care that yeah. much if you cared that much you wouldn't be playing right now Correct. Ubisoft, please stop screwing our favorite video game. Me and many others won't be playing this game if these changes will go through. Fine. 1.4 thousand of you. Stop playing. <laughs> like, they're not screwing your video game. Your video game is going to be just fine. Yeah. List of Ubi's greedy antics this year so far. Ubisoft should not impose Chinese censorship restrictions on other countries. The fact that Ubisoft hasn't said anything about this backlash is pretty pathetic. The reason I'm mad about the censorship, nobody cares, bro. If you love Siege and don't want to see Ubisoft killing their own game, now's the time to speak up. (laughs) My stance on censoring. Just how hard is it to make a second carbon copy of the game's build for China? This one, actually, I do... This is the one like point of clarification I would like to get from Ubisoft because they already said that they are going to make a separate build for certain things like cosmetics and like other stuff. Like, I'm sure they're not going to remove Kavira's skull face paint, right? Right. So, like, if that's the case, I don't understand why we're not doing the the aesthetics. Here's another one. We're not going to forget this. You haven't done anything about it. Here is our course of action. I will not buy R6 credits in light of censorship. Keep, keep voicing your opinion. Don't let Ubi sweep it under the rug without a response. Like, this is... The whole subreddit. There's like a few other posts on here, like that are kind of your standard, like art posts and game clips and stuff. But like the thing is just flooded with these, and it's like, who cares? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm really done with this. Let's stop. Wind Bastion. This is actually fun and exciting. It's much better tone. Let's get into it. This week has been great. They have started releasing all kinds of, uh, information and teasers about the new operation it's called operation wind bastion but mind you this stuff is supposed to be distracting us from oh the yeah issue. yeah we're actually really lucky that there was so much upset because now they can uh give us all this information to try to distract us from <laughs> from the problems what is great is people are downvoting these like n- the new map post and like the fortress trailer 
because they're mad about something completely different. Like, it shows how good Reddit is. Like, you don't downvote stuff because you're mad about something else. Yeah. Like, this new trailer is great. Why are you mad about it? Why are you downvoting the trailer? Yeah. Well, and, like, the first, like, teaser gif that they posted, every every response in the comments was just stuff about that yo you should tell that what is that oh. comment that you made oh yes yes okay so this we is are talking great. about the censorship again this is great so the other day ubisoft made a gif about the um the, the new map right they made a little teaser about the new map it's basically this gif of like a part of the map with dust in it or whatever and people like i saw it within the, the first gif it's gif <laughs> Okay, the maker. I don't of, care what the maker said. It's GIF. The maker of the program Ugh. or the file type made a GIF about it, and he, the GIF was GIF is pronounced GIF. You can look it up. Anyway, this is good. This is really good. So here's the teaser, and people are I like noticed some dumb comments being made, and so I thought in my mind like I should make the stupidest comment I can and see if I can get like dumb upvotes on the comment for just going along with the circle jerk. So this is the comment I came up with. And I said, that dust looks dangerous. Might get stuck in eyes. We should censor that. I got 800 upvotes. And I thought, <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. So I made an edit. And my edit was time for my beautiful edit. Guys, I literally made up the stupidest circle jerk comment I could think of to see how many of you would upvote it. I'm literally amazed. <laughs> GJ read it. GJ. And then I got another 800 upvotes. <laughs> so now I'm at 1.6k upvotes for the stupidest comment I could think of on Reddit. You essentially farmed. And I got gold. You I farmed got gold both sides of, of the issue, which was yep. pretty great. That's how you get karma, boys. The dumbest. I just thought of like, oh, what's the dumbest thing I could think of and see if I can get people up? But it worked. Now <sighs> this is redditing, you guys. <laughs> okay, so the very first piece of information we got about Operation Win Bastion was this gif that Chris was talking about. Um, the screenshot itself at this point with all the other information we've got is really not that interesting anymore no or uh, the this, the gif i guess the one thing that's interesting about it is there's like these white lines around the corners and around the bottom and it almost looks like sort of like a hud outline of like a helmet like if you played halo 4 and i think halo 5 too it's like master chief's like helmet sort of like it's actually like you kind can of actually sort of screen. see the visor yeah on the yeah. screen and it's like you can sort of see like these like uh like the blue like computery type lines yeah and it sort of looks like that it's like so i wonder if this is like a teaser of one of the operators new gadgets whether it's going to be some kind of recon thing you know some kind of camera or or some kind of gadget like that that has or a visor that he wears right and it pops up in multiple different pictures Mm -hmm. Um, we have one that's like at the bottom of the picture it's there and then there's another one where it's kind of at the top of the picture yeah and it's a little bit different each time but so like i don't know if it's just like some kind of Moroccan style because the op- the operations in Morocco. Yeah, it could just be they're just adding to the picture. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like flair that's like to but do it with like could Moroccan also art. Very well, be some sort of like because in the in the one picture that shows the operators, right? He has binoculars in his hand. Yes, he does. We'll get into that in a second, but let's. That, I just wanted to point that out that like that could be something. That's interesting. Um, so there's not much there, but then what we have next is the wallpaper of like the loading screen of like when you open the game and you see the operation loading screen. Right. Um, so it's basically like, it's a sort of a screenshot of like a portion of the map, like standing on the roof. Uh, it's got the two operators. They're sort of looking out on the horizon 
the attacker operator, the female, is pointing at something. The clues we have here, the defender, he has some sort of like small sword or dagger on his belt. It's got like a little horse head on the handle. It looks like the daggers that the um, Sikh religion carries. The who? The Sikh religion. Sikh religion? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah, very, very like North African, Middle Eastern type of dagger. Right. And then he's holding binoculars, which is very strange. Like, what would binoculars be good for? I don't know. I feel like it has something to do with like um recon or something or there's some rumors that he's going to be a defending sniper that he's going to have a um she was that sniper from modern warfare 2 intervention the intervention yeah um there was like a leak that i think came out to be false and it was pretty clearly fake yeah but but i mean i could see like the binoculars that could speak to being a sniper on defense that'd be interesting although the spawn peaking would just be toxic yeah binoculars are interesting though it feels like yesterday i feel like we were talking about like what possibly could clash and maverick be like who are they what do they do yeah and now that was on the podcast right because the we didn't start the podcast until after it came out correct yeah and so now we're already at like yeah it's these cycles are quick it's nuts the uh, the dagger like I almost would suspect that that is not going to be part of gameplay. Like, there's plenty of other operators who have, like, knives on their uniforms and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it could just be part I of the uniform. I think it's just part of the uniform. Right. But it would be cool if there were somehow some kind of dagger or, like, bayonet or something. The girl, she's got what looks like a Galil assault rifle. Uh, what was the game that had that that I've played? Cod 4. No. No, 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 no. Um, 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 Black Ops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Black Ops. She looks like a three-speed, though, and he looks like a one-speed, I think, just based on their builds. So, yeah, anything else on these two? It's, it's like, hard to glean anything, really. Definitely, yeah, it is COD 4. COD 4 not have a glue. No, no, no. Black Ops. Black Ops. Okay. It's definitely like, Black no, Ops. I know all the guns in COD 4. There was not a glue. Yeah, it was. This is one of the best assault rifles in Black Ops now that I am looking at it. I remember it now. Cool. Um... Yeah, like I feel like with Mash, uh, Ma- Maverick and Clash, we got a lot more from their teaser image. Like it was very clear that he had a blowtorch and that she had some kind of electric shield. Like it was not a question. Right. right. So this one, it's a like, it's like, man, this is not as much info as I was hoping to have. Yeah, and I mean, now we have like what you think? Like another week, we'll have a little more. In- oh, I guess Pro League is the official reveal. That's yeah. when the good stuff comes in. Yeah, those video reveals. I remember the dust line one. It was so good. Oh, it was so good. I, don't, I hope they've gotten better at it now, though, because like, I remember the dust line is just like we spent so much time waiting for it. And then it was like, didn't they kind of break it up into separate? Yeah, I think so. And then the people things. that they had not to be like, I don't know, the people that they had explaining it didn't speak English super well. They had a very heavy accent. It was yeah. really hard to understand them. Yeah. It was like, why didn't you choose someone? Yeah, well, it was like the game designers, right? Yeah. Like the people who actually designed the stuff. And it's like, that's cool to hear them. But the problem is that like their English is hard to understand. Right. Um, okay. So and we'll know more about them next week. We're going to have to record after that because normally we record on Fridays. We're going to have to do like something. Yeah. Because that's, we're not going to 
I mean, you might give a podcast about, oh, it's going to be so cool what we see. And then you and hear the podcast and it's like, well, yeah, you know what we should do is we should like, we should give our final speculations if there's been any more information up to that point, like okay, when yeah. we record regularly. And then like, we can just record what's actually happened like immediately after that. <laughs> I would see how wrong we were. Oh, we were so wrong. Yeah. I hope they just, uh, spawn voting and casual. Oh, that would be so amazing. And, and, like, it's really starting to feel like they're leaning that way. I hope so. Like, and and the community is leaning that way because before we would talk about it on the Reddit and stuff, and like most people would not agree, but the community now has like come around on yeah, casual should not be that way, right? So, okay, um, let's move on to the map. The map we actually have a lot of information on. We have a full like video tour of it. Um, in the text post here, is there anything worth? Uh, I'm gonna read it. Okay. Uh, our level designers are excited to finally present a fortress map for a game with Siege in its name. This large daytime map features a mud brick caspa and iconic architecture unique to the southern region of Morocco. The imposing main entrance greets all visitors with its two towers and caspa secramania written above the archway. Uh, based on real and existing structures... The many exterior stairs provide unprecedented access to the roof and drop down points via the towers. Okay, that... I'll talk about this when we watch the video, but continue. Sorry. Housed within the fortified and bare walls of the Cosper, two floors of living and training space, each with its distinct rooms and halls. The multiple stairs and a ladder allow for rotations between floors. It sounds like they've learned some lessons from, like, Hereford Base and stuff, right? Right. The map offers a variety of open space, points of cover, and lines of sight for both close and long-range engagements. A section of the fortress is newly renovated, including the resident commander's office, bedroom, and private hammam. That's like a like a bathhouse. Mm-hmm. Players will find widespread use of decorative ornaments, luxurious furniture, painted ceilings, and a massive chandelier. The, the Zelige tilework, mashraibi, gosh, I wish I spoke Moroccan, woodwork and marble surfaces are just some of the finishing touches to this section. There's also a room dedicated to all the previous commanders. Their portraits adorn the walls, reminding all of the importance of tradition. Okay. Now here's where it gets interesting because they're sort of just describing the map, but then they're also like inserting like map design tidbits in here. Right. So they say the other section of the Caspa appears older and has yet to be renovated due to the, due to the constant flow of incoming soldiers eager for elite training rooms, such as the dormitory cafeteria and briefing room still show the original interior decor and furnishings of the fortress. The art team aimed to make the two sections distinguishable from each other, allowing players to better orient themselves on this new map at any given time. I think that's amazing. That's super awesome because like we have talked at length at times about like how easy it is to get lost on some of these maps. Like uh, Villa, it's so easy. Like it's hard to find your way around if yeah. like, especially when you're new to it, it just looks so samey all the way around. Um, uh, Tower is another great example of that. It just like everything looks the same. It's hard to navigate. Um, theme park, same thing, you know? So yep. this is amazing that they've sort of realized that, like, especially as these maps are sort of getting bigger mm-hmm. and more, like, windy and, like, more paths through the map. Right. And less, like, open spaces that sort of, like, ground you and, like, act as anchor points. Like, it's awesome that they've realized, okay, if we just sort of separate this into two distinct styles, that's one quick, easy way to distinguish where you are in the map. And that's going to be amazing. Yeah, I love like, so dormitory, cafeteria, briefing room. Like those are very easy rooms to say like, oh, it's the room with all the beds. Like everybody yep. knows what that is. It's yep. the kitchen. It's the... It's the bathhouse. Th- yeah. Like, like, oh. like having like having a central feature in every room, I think is super critical. 
you know, one thing that's like clearly the center point of that room that, that you can call out. Yeah. So that is very nice. The thing is like the outside of the map. So it talks about how there's lots of like stairs that helps you to get like on top of the map or whatever. So I do feel like the outside is going to be kind of like difficult to like kind of know where you are just because there's so many stairs to go to so many different places. Yeah. Which might be confusing. But as long as the inside isn't... And the thing is with the outside, if you can see the markers of where the bomb is, like you can kind of just go in the general direction, right? And right. like once right. you get inside, if you understand where you are, like then it's okay. Like the mm-hmm. inside of the map, like we talked about last episode, is really the map. Right. The outside is just kind of like, just kind of there. Yeah, there's plenty of maps where I still like outside i don't necessarily know where it connects to inside like right. until i get to the window and i'm like oh okay i know when the window this is yeah it's like and then everything connects at the same time yeah but i mean that's just it's 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 really hard to make those connections just because you only really see it for a split second as you're like making that transition from out to in and then once you yeah. have it it's like hard to keep track of where you are so just like the same as when you get into a building right like when you walk into a building for the first time like a big office building or something you can get turned around so fast and not even like yeah. realize how to get back out yeah it's so true or doctor's offices you go in there like they the nurse oh. always walks you to some different door every time i hate okay doctor's office the nurse always opens the door for you like you walk in you're like Okay, what were we going? Like, you opened the door for me. That was great. That was nice. But I don't know where the freak I'm going now. Yeah. So I wish you had walked in first. So you always, like, stand there for a second. You're like, uh, like this way. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't you know where we're going. Them. But then, like, when you leave, you're like, how do I get out? <laughs> Every single time. Yeah. You're like, yeah, out that way. We're like, most of them now will, like, tell you it's out to the left, like, before you leave. I just want to take the approach from now on of just being like, I'm an idiot. Can you just tell me? <laughs> yeah. I'm a very stupid person. Just, like... 10 minutes ago, I guess 10 minutes is how long you sit in the room waiting for the doctor to come. But like, just like 30 minutes ago, I was brought to this room. I don't know where I, I get yeah. out of this place. <laughs> that does happen in real life though, which is why it happens in Siege. Like just because you're playing a game doesn't mean your mind works differently all of a sudden. Well, like, games are much harder when you're not actually in the space. It's much harder. Yeah, I guess that's true. And you don't actually like feel what's around you and stuff. I guess right. that's why like HUD exists and everything and the compass exists. But yeah. Um, okay so that's basically it for the text so they there's like a video tour like i said so we're just going to sort of go through and break that down um so they start off with like a big just like overview of the whole map so and, you can sort of get a good feel for like the exterior and this is where like you can really see all the different staircases that yeah. are on the outside of the map so first of all just like i just think the architecture is like really cool like it looks like a castle like yeah it does look cool um it, like it sort of reminds me of like an age of empires 2 like building okay yeah it's kind of amazing in that way yeah um and there's just like there's towers all over the place and i just wonder like which of these towers will be able to get on top of and like which of these will be like useful in the play area and stuff and it looks like it looks like there's a pathway that kind of runs along the outside that you can kind of walk on yeah sort of of like a a rampart a little bit yeah is that what that's called did i get that right uh, I have no idea. I think Rampart is right. I just I just say yes, but I don't really know. If I don't know a word, I just I, I'll agree with the person. Um. So yeah, just from this overview, just from like one angle, that I can correct. see. Cool. I'm smart. Uh, I see at least four staircases going up to the to the uh, roof. Yep. From from the outside up to the roof. Okay. So here's what what I think is super interesting about that. This marks the first time, I think, that I can think of that defenders can get onto the roof because there's staircases that go to the roof, right? Is there any other map that's a staircase that goes to the roof? I don't think so. I think on every other map, you have to repel to get to the roof, which means that, like, defenders can do some crazy run-out stuff here. Yeah. 
If they can get like, there's no safe place anymore. Defenders can get to you anywhere you are. And the good thing is, is like, while that's the case, it looks like these ramparts can also have some like on the rampart waiting for them to try to do some crazy, stupid run out mm-hmm. and pick off the kills. So that kind of balances itself out. Yeah. There's, there's also like these two or I guess these three like white towers in the front that sort of have like an enclosed space with like windows and stuff. And I think it's exterior. I, I almost want to say that you can probably drop into the map through those. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I bet there's probably a drop through there. Um, as it goes through the rest of the tour, I noticed a lot of times there was light coming from above that like sunlight that looked like you yeah. could probably come through a window or something up there, a skylight or something. Right. Um, okay. So let's go through a little more here. Also like, so the next angle it gives you, there's like a bunch of cannons overlooking like the valley like it just looks so cool like this is the first map that just looks like a battlefield and it's amazing it's so cool no it is cool and i think one thing that i kind of noticed like while the map kind of looks big from that first overshot if you look at what's actually the map like the actual part that's inside doesn't really look that big yeah like Like, it's not tiny but it's not villa no yeah i think the interior portion from what i can tell looks about the size of maybe a border also there's like there's an amazing uh, tribute to Tachanka. <laughs> so there's like a weather vane. <laughs> and instead of like a chicken or an arrow or whatever, it's, it's a Tachanka on his gun as the weather vane, which is amazing. It's really cool. It's really good. Um, so then we get into the map. So it shows Maverick walking through. Is he outside or inside there? I want to say it's, I want to say it's uh, outside because yeah. like you can see the barricade right there. That looks like that's, yeah, so this is like, this seems like a map like, that really blends inside and outside in a kind of an interesting way, almost right. like Coastline does with that courtyard. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. In like, I think it. it will be almost hard to distinguish in some areas where you're in or out. Yeah, and it, that might be kind of annoying as a defender. Like, am I outside? And you'll like randomly get the thing, you're like, I thought that was inside. Yeah. Or, like, you'll be outside, you're like, oh, wait, this is, I'm still inside. <laughs> Um, so then it goes into like the bathhouse, which the, it looks like there's so many angles in there. I don't think I'll ever want to be in that room as a defender. It's like, like a, there's like a big, like open, uh, what do you call that? Like in the ceiling, like a, like a, like a dome and co- yeah. Right. Like, like the, like there's like a domed ceiling and there's sort of like a landing that goes around it that it looks like the attackers would be able to like jump in through a window and be on top of. It's almost like a tower in um oregon right the the watchtower where it's like i don't want to be anywhere near that tower because there's just too many angles from the top to like try to worry about and i bet you there's going to be some objective in this room yeah or or right next to it um let's see i'm sort of just watching through now like just the interior of the map too like there's so many like just the decor is like really good like it it just looks so it does look really cool compared to a lot of the others um you seeing anything else you want to call out specifically um there's swords on the wall there's gonna need to be censored (laughs) thank you thank you so much for calling that out um yeah we got maverick walking through like the the med bay i mean that looks like a pretty it looks like a hospital room so that's like very distinct from the rest of the map which is cool um I'm just, like I'm just trying to like point out any like interesting details I can see. So there's a staircase here that looks different from any other staircase we've seen that has like 
Um, so there's a weird, we have plenty of like switchback staircases, right? But this one, like you go up, it has a landing, and then you turn 90 degrees, and there's another landing, and then you turn 90 degrees, and you finish at the top, right? So like I don't think we've ever seen a staircase that looks quite like that, and it looks like that wall might be too tall for someone to like look over and watch the stairs. Oh yeah, let's see. Let me go back here. It does look tall. It's hard to tell from the angle because it's like a downward angle. But, but and if that like is the case, wall. that's a good because like all staircases, every time like you have someone looking over the stairs on the switchback, yeah, waiting to shoot you. Yeah, I hate. And staircases. this one looks like it kind of stops that from happening. Maybe it's possible. It's just the angle, but it looks tall. Yeah, it really does look tall. But yeah, just going through this um, this video again, like every room that I'm seeing here, that's like like an actual like room, not a hallway, has like a central piece that makes that room very distinguishable from others. So I like, I super appreciate that. Right. So I, I mean, I guess that's really all, unless you saw something else in particular. Not really. I'm looking for drone holes. You got, yeah, there's plenty of drone holes that I saw. You guys should definitely like go watch this. It's hard to like really describe it, but, but man, this oh, like, I, I think I'm going to like this map. Yeah, I think I will too. I it's obviously you're going to have to play it and find out and just see how it balances. But, Right. And I said this before, though, that like, I I think the aesthetics of a map affect my enjoyment of it more than they probably should. Like, there's some maps that I don't yeah. like, even if like, I, I just don't like them as much just because I don't like the atmosphere. I don't know why I'm like that, but. What maps in particular are we thinking of? Um, so like it took me a long time to come around on Oregon and Clubhouse. Okay. Yeah. And like now yeah. I really, and part of it was that they were confusing. Right. But like, right now I really like them cause they're fun maps, but I still like, I don't like just the general aesthetic of right. it Same. compared to like Chalet, which I don't actually like Chalet, the map itself that much. I just like the snow. <laughs> you <laughs> that, know, it's a snow um, level theme park. I don't really like the aesthetic of theme oh, yeah, park at 100%. all. hundred percent. Like I think that turns me off to theme park almost as much as just sort of the bad flow of it. Yeah. But this one's cool. And it looks a lot like border. Like it really does. It reminds yeah, me same of, area of border. the world. I mean, right. From an American perspective, it's the same area of the world. I'm sure, like, if you lived over there, it's probably two very different areas of the world. But full reveal, November 18th. Yes, I will be there. Reveal. I will be there watching eagerly. I'm gonna actually catch up on some pro league. Is that a uh, Friday or a? It's a Saturday Sunday. But the 18th is the day they're actually doing it. So the 18th is the actual full reveal. Yeah, so they said, visit our Rainbow Six Twitch channel on November 17th and 18th for the full reveal during the Pro League Finals. I can't imagine they're actually showing anything on the 17th. Unless, they're, are they going to do like the they map could just on do the like 17th? Another teaser and then... Maybe. But I'm. this is what I really want to see because like, I'm probably going to be working on the 17th, but what I care about is the 18th. Yeah. Because the 18th for sure is when they'll show us the new operators. Right, that's what I want to see. When do you think this will be released? So we're 10 weeks into Grim Sky. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice when we started our podcast. I, I can just use it. It's I was so like, easy oh, it's to... been this far. <laughs> um, Double digits. So, I mean, 12 weeks could easily, it could easily be. So next week they're going to be doing it. It's going to be 11 weeks um, into Grim Sky. They're going to show it. It could be test server by like that next Friday, like the twenty third. There could be patch notes on Monday and then test server Friday. Thursday. You think or Friday. it's gonna be that quick? 
Yeah, because then that'd be their twelfth. That would be a quarter. I bet December. When do you, is there a certain day that they you don't? Know, my guess is going to release Tuesdays? on Tuesday, December fourth at eight a.m. PST. That's what I was going to say. Tuesday, December. Is it? Do they have a normal day that they do it? I want to say it's Tuesday, but I could be wrong. I don't yeah, know. I could be totally wrong. But it Monday. feels like it's Tuesday. Anyway, Tuesday yeah, is the I day think... that games normally release in general. Right. I think that first week of December is when we're going to see it for season pass holders. Yeah. So the map and the season pass holder ops, and then the next week, everybody else. So everybody else will still get the map and be able yeah. to play, but they just won't be able to play the operators. Right, right. Um, okay, one other thing. We were promised, uh, I think, two seasons ago, that every season coming forward would have either a map buff or a map rework. And so we're, we're, not, we're scheduled for a new map this time, which is, uh, does it have a name yet? Do we have the name? Morocco? They, didn't say they didn't say the name of the map, did they? It's either Morocco or it doesn't have a name. I don't think it has a name. Caspa, probably. I would I guess know. they're going to call it Caspa. Um, anyway, uh, that's we're, we're scheduled for a new map, so we won't have a map rework. Um, but that means we should get a map buff. So what map do you think they're going to buff? House. I'm looking at house. <laughs> no. I doubt it. I think house would, would be more like a re- rework. Um, so I'm just, I'm looking at our list of maps here. I think, uh, here's the real question. Do you think a map will be removed from the ranked playlist? Mm, theme park, theme park, theme park. I know. Like, I don't, I don't know what the community's take on theme park is or the pro league or anything like that. Right. In my mind, Theme Park is the worst of the ranked maps. I don't know if they will remove one, though. They may not. So I'm looking at these maps, and for the for the buff, I almost think Canal would be a good would be a good candidate for that. If they added some kind yeah. of like second way to get across from the buildings, yeah, or something. I think I think almost like a basement passage would be super cool if there was like a tunnel that would that be went from the garage to That'd the boathouse. I feel like there'd also need to be a second set of stairs. Yeah, another set of stairs would would really go far. Has there been a ladder in Siege since Hereford Base? I know there's one in Oregon to the Watchtower. They but said there's going to be a ladder in the new map. Oh, that's true. It said a ladder. I think that's like the first ladder we're going to have in a long time. Yeah, let's see. Uh... Yacht has a ladder. Right. Tower. Does Skyscraper have ladders? No. Yeah, I can't. No, I don't believe so. No. Villa doesn't. Coastline doesn't. We haven't seen a ladder in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. The only ladders I can think of in this game is Oregon to the Watchtower, Hereford Base, old Hereford Base, and then uh, Yacht. Does Bank have a ladder? No. Nope. I feel like there's more than that. But anyway. Chalet has a ladder on the outside. Yeah, Chalet has a bunch of ladders on the outside. I oh, hate that you can't get on Chalet's roof. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's annoying. So do you have any bets for the map rework? I don't. Or, I really don't know. Uh, buff? No. 
And like, so the other buffs were Clubhouse, which that was like a pretty significant change. So I'm thinking like that something along those lines, I think is what could happen to Canal, right? Where it's like adding whole new rooms or like new passageways and stuff like that. Also, I feel like um, Cafe would be another good candidate just because of that, that bakery kitchen objective. Yeah, it would be interesting. Like that could use something. I like almost if they sort of that, like that one door that goes right into the um, bakery like if they made like sort of cordon that off onto to being like a sort of an entry room and then like you had to push in to get to the actual objective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would almost sort of destroy the whole, what's that room between the kitchen and the bakery? I don't know what it's called. It's got like the counters and yeah, like that. And it has like some refrigerators, I think in it. Yeah. Something like that. Or like you, things where you put pastries on or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think you could like, you can mess up that whole room <sighs> and as a part, as like an effort to sort of fix that area. Right, but and another site on there would be good. I think a bomb site on library and like maybe a two floor on library and the uh, dining area. Okay, okay, that could be interesting or something. I don't know, but but we'll see. I, I'd say it's between those two, and I would probably say Canal seems like the more likely. Yeah, to me. So their promises every single time there will be a map buff a buff or a rework wow every season very okay. interesting so yeah that's awesome let's move on to our questions from listeners um so we have a few questions on twitter that is at r6 unrenowned if you want to tweet us a question um also we have a bunch of questions in our discord again that link can be found in the show notes um join us there it's awesome at Joey is Okura says, uh, listening to you talk about Rook gave me an idea for a rework with Lion. Uh, how about Lion also needs to drop a bag with goggles that you need to pick up in order to see people spotted by EE1D. This would alter his use as a team when people spawn in different spots. I don't see that happening at all because as we read last, was it last week or the week before with the operator designer notes? that like their problem with line is that it's frustrating to play against, not necessarily how many people can see it. Right. Are you going to move either way? And I, I don't like, I just feel like you're going to make attackers all spawn in the same spot just so they can pick up the stupid goggles. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to have one person like running all the way across the map just so you can pick up the goggles. And yeah. I, just, I, yeah, I, I think, know. I think it would be more detrimental than helpful, but I think it's a really super interesting idea. It is an interesting idea. I, his ability in general just needs to change how it works. Yeah. Um, at rune came says, I know you guys are streaming on Twitch and YouTube, but are you on mixer as well? Yeah. yeah do you so, still restream mixer? so yeah, I, I stream uh, using a service called restream that streams to, uh, YouTube, Twitch and mixer. So yeah, you can find me on mixer as RD fiasco, I think, or maybe chaotic fiasco. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably chaotic fiasco. I don't know. Um, if you really want to know, I, I'll, I'll tweet you back, man. Um, at Joey Coza, this is actually a friend of mine. How would a new player get started with R6? There are so many maps and so many operators. It seems overwhelming. I don't want to screw up a team by not knowing what to do. I get that because this game is like people can be ultra competitive <laughs> about this game sometimes. So recently we picked up someone that's newer to the game and to play with them. Like while they don't know the map, like if you're just kind of good at FPS games in general and you can listen to instructions, like 
that goes a long way. You're fine. Like just yeah. listen to the people telling you what to do and you'll learn things as you play. And you might like some people say like play custom games and walk around in the maps. Like, yeah, that kind of helps, but just playing the game in general helps. You just yeah, have to play. Yeah. I, like I think, um, like let's say you're starting day one. The first thing is you should go through all the situations. So the situations are sort yeah. of like, um, PVE, very short scenarios that take place on all of the original maps is all of all 10 of the original maps that are covered in that i think so there's 10 situations right yeah i believe so i'm not 100 sure so in each of those you play an operator i think in in one or two you play as a recruit um but in all the other ones you like they give you experience as one of like the main operators of the game Mm -hmm. so you can just understand how their gadget works um so that's good and then you sort of just get at least some experience on each um map um the best thing about that is you get a whole bunch of renown and experience for it so you can level up a little bit um what it kind of sucks and i've said this before i think that like i don't like the new structure of unlocking all the operators for all players like i think that's bad for new players i think new players should really focus on one or two operators at a time instead of like having this overwhelming number of operators to choose from that it all play like pretty differently and having to figure that out on the fly yeah you know i just realized leveling up really doesn't do anything like not well, i mean once you get to level 20 right because 20 un- unlocks yeah. ranked but like other than that like there's nothing about leveling up that's exciting at all like it's just no yeah it's totally worthless it'd kinda be kind of cool if you had like a rank associated with it like it like like in like halo rocket reach league. yeah or, or in rocket league halo reach, yeah yeah like in reach you could you get like commander or general or whatever like an army rank with it that'd be cool but yeah, like I would, I would suggest like if you're picking it up, like I would pick one or two operators on, on defense and attack and like stick with those for a while until you're comfortable with them. And then those can always be sort of your like go-to operators. If you're playing a new map that you don't know, or you're just not doing well and you want to like sort of reset, you know, just right. to have a couple that are sort of your mains. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think finding people to play with that are cool, you know, and just like when you're playing party up with somebody and, and Adam is a friend and then, yeah. And like somebody that's just going to give you tips and tell you stuff. And there's, I'm sure there's tons of YouTube videos out there on like good advice for this kind of stuff. Right. And there are, there are, there's tons of YouTube videos. I mean, I'll agree. It's super overwhelming at this point. It's overwhelming even for me. Like even like when we sort of took like a six to nine month break from the game, like it was overwhelming to come back and just be behind by like two or three maps and not really understand some of the operators. Yeah. When I took a two year break from the game, yeah, I was getting so frustrated. I was like, I just don't know what these frequent people do. Right. Like, even if you understand like, okay, Jackal tracks me, but like, okay, but how does that work? Yeah. Like how, how, did, how did he find me? I'm not even anywhere near him. How did yeah. he find me? Like, I don't get it. Why? Like, what uh, is this thing that keeps saying I'm being spotted? Like, when is that going to stop? <laughs> Why is Jackal so broken? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right. Just just play. Find the good people who will help you out. Play just some play. casual. Don't be too serious about it. And then once you start playing ranked, like realize your first season, maybe in your first two seasons, you're just going to be low ranked. And that's fine. Like it's just about getting the experience of understanding how the ranked game works and stuff. Right. Okay, so that's all of our Twitter questions. Let's move into our Discord. And here I think we got some actually really awesome questions this week. So thanks to the r6 unrenowned discount discord community this one is from tl bear everybody knows that the current rank system is flawed in multiple areas no restrictions in queuing with friends a toxic environment with TKing, leaving with little penalties etc what would you do to change what would you change to improve the ranked experience it's a good question um 
the thing with queuing with friends, like it really does suck if you're really good and like your friends aren't or vice versa and you just can't play with your friends. That's really annoying. Yeah. I understand like in ranked play, like you want to be able to have like a fair competition, but at the same time, like because casual is so different than ranked that it's not even fun to play. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they just want to play the game. So it's hard to put that restriction on them when you don't even have like a way for them to play together at all. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I think I'm going to disagree with your premise a little bit here, TL Bear, in that I don't necessarily think that ranked is like that broken. Um, like Chris is saying with the restrictions and queuing the friends, I like, I think the real problem there is that casual needs to be more similar to ranked because like, I just don't like playing casual right. and like, I'll do it now and then if like, if we want to play a quick game or something, but it's like, I don't like not being able to choose where I spawn and I don't like the time limit being so long. It's just not as fun of a game to me. I think it's a worse version of the game. And so like, like if I'm gold and I'm playing with my bronze or copper friends, it's like, well, I want to play ranked. Like, yeah. And let's be honest, the guy that's like a platinum player probably doesn't want to be playing ranked with his bronze buddies and lose. He probably would rather play casual and not have to worry about his rank going down. Right. But he just doesn't want to because casual sucks. Right. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be totally fine for those restrictions. Um, like if casual was closer to ranked, but then right. like, then it gets annoying too. Cause it's like, you know, what if what if you have a, a guy in your squad who goes and solo queues a bunch and, and gets dragged down to copper? Because this happens. Like, it's mm-hmm. very easy to just get trolled for one or two matches, right? Yep. By, like, just douchebags. And then you lose a couple matches, you lose some elo, and now you're playing with worse players. And, like, you're expecting them to do things that are smart, and they're not. And so, like, then you just fall into copper, and you, like, have very little control over it. And then now what? Now I can't play with my friends because my friends are ranked gold? Yeah. And it's like, well, that sucks. Yeah. Like, maybe there should be a hard limit at some point where it's like, okay, if you're platinum, like, you can't play with below gold. Yeah, that right? might be. Like, at some point, it's like, okay, you're skilled enough that, like, come on. Yeah, it has to have a gold player with you. Yeah, like... Silver can't play with Or something you. like that. But, yeah, I, I like, I don't think I would mix up um, anything from copper to gold. Because I don't get very mad when I see, like, gold players if there's copper players. Like, that doesn't bug me. But seeing, like, a platinum or no, a diamond player in, like, a gold or silver ranked game like what the f right but because again like i think that there are a lot of good players in copper and bronze yeah you know what i mean like that just got unlucky yeah or or like don't take the game that seriously and kind of screw around oh right right and like either one right and then and then all of a sudden like they decide to play and it's like well that guy's super good why is he bronze it's because yeah. well he just lost some games that's all i would love to see like numbers like um in rocket league it does this and black ops 4 or the black ops distribution Huh? The range distribution? No. Um, where like, hey, no. Should, this is well, where it shows like the game mode you're going to play and how many players are currently playing it right now. So like you could oh, yeah, like yeah, hover yeah. over casual and say like 82,000 something currently playing your yeah, hover rank is like 43,000 just to see actually like, what the split yeah. is there. That would be interesting. Yeah. Because what if casual really has this like almost no players and rank just has everybody in it just because like people don't want to play casual because it sucks. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the case. No, but I don't know. But it could be. Who knows? Um, and then the toxic environment with TKing and leaving, that, that's definitely a, a problem. And like, yeah. especially since they removed the vote to kick. I mean, the problem with that was that people were trolling with vote to kick. They would have a squad of four and then they'd vote to kick the single player on their team right Excuse me, right before they won the game. And so it's like that, that's almost worse. But yeah, I don't like, I think we've talked about some solutions for that, like the, the forgive or punish for team kills. Um, leaving, I think leaving, there's already significant penalty, right? It's like a half hour ban, isn't it? From 
It's 16 minutes. No, it's not 16 minutes. Are you sure? I just got one. I just got one like just the other day because I got disconnected and it said abandoned sanction 16 minutes. But was that because time had already passed? I'm pretty sure it's 16 minutes. Okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty I, sure cause that's the number I remembered from before and it was still the same number that popped up on that match. Okay. Somebody tell us cause I, I don't believe him. Could be wrong. I don't believe him. Um, but you know, I mean, the problem with that is that people do get disconnected like actually from the game when it's not their fault too often. Right. And sometimes you can't get back in cause the game is just being a jerk. And then what, like, what are you going to do? Punish them for a whole day? Like that sucks. So like, I, like uh, the TKing is a problem. The leaving, I don't think is as big of a problem. Yeah. I think it's 15 minutes. All these, but, I'm looking at a bunch of pictures and all of them are showing 15 minutes. Yeah. That's, so that's what I do. It might be 15 yeah. minutes. You might be right. Okay, Steel Switch asked, I would like to know what your pet peeve is while playing Siege. I was, I was thinking about this a lot. I recently experienced something that I know every player has. I was playing Mute, and during the setup phase, this random Bandit player was destroying my jammers by placing batteries right beside them. I've definitely done that, not on purpose, but sometimes Mute puts his stuff too close, and Bandit needs to be there, not Mute. So be just be judicious with where you put your Mute jammers. Uh, long story short, I got so frustrated while he was placing his last battery, I emptied my entire magazine into his back, team killing him. I felt I got my point across. <laughs> Probably should have team killed him, but I understand your frustration. I do, I do not condone team killing. I disavow. But um, just the other day, actually, I was playing mute. I like had a one mute jammer on like two reinforcements, and some bandit just like put his bandit down on the wall. I was like, dude, you just killed my mute jammer. What the heck? He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I had those covered. You didn't have to use your bandits. Yeah. Your batteries. Um, but my biggest pet peeve, easily my biggest one is when someone makes a rotation hole and then somebody reinforces it or someone puts up a reinforcement yep. in a stupid spot and it sucks so much because you can't do anything about it. Like it, it wait, wait a minute. You made this hole for a reason. <laughs> I thought you were just getting rid of your impact. So you wouldn't actually yeah, what kill the us. Freak are you doing? Like, I just, ah, it's so frustrating. And there's, like, you can't take down a reinforcement. Like, it's reinforced. It's over. Mm -hmm. And it can ruin the whole entire end. Or if you're playing Mira and someone reinforces the wrong wall, it's like, oh, it's going to shoot through that, dude. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. As a Rook main, obviously, there's the people not picking up their armor. That is very annoying. Yeah. Very annoying. Um, I'm not coming back for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Why did you leave? <laughs> you're so dumb. The other one, okay, this this one really gets to me. So when I'm dead and I'm spectating a teammate, I try not to be the backseat gamer, right? Like like I'll give it, I'll like I'll give them callouts and stuff, and like maybe if they seem like they don't know what to do, I'll give them some tips on like, hey, maybe try this or whatever. But I'm not gonna sit there and like criticize what they're doing, or if if like they clearly have a some kind of plan that they're doing, like I'll let them do it. That's fine. And if they win or lose, whatever, I'll tell them good try, right? Yeah. My problem is when people don't make a real effort to win or like it's it, almost when it seems like they don't understand that they are on a time limit. Yeah. Right. So like particularly when you're um, defending and the bomb is planted and it's like the last guy left and there's three guys in the room and he's just like taking his time, like crawling through hallways and like being super sneaky about getting back to the site. And it's like, dude, you burn half the time and you're not even back in the site. Yeah. You haven't seen anyone. Like, you gotta go. You're running out of time. Get in there and do something. Even if you run in the door and just get blasted in the face, I will take that a hundred times over the guy who like never makes it back into the room. Yeah. Like, oh, it drives me nuts. There is a time limit. 
also another one that really drives me nuts is when there's like random barricades like or if you're like roaming and like you're running back to the site and just can't get in because there's all these stupid barricades that are in the way it's like <laughs> like one time that ruined the match the round for us so i was like upstairs roaming and like all of a sudden the bomb was planted so i was running downstairs and I was like i killed one guy and then i went to like rotate to the other side of the objective and there was like these barricades in the way and i was like freak so i had like taken them down take it down and i ended up killing all of them and like i got to the diffuser but i didn't have enough time to defuse it and i was like yeah. the stupid barricades like they should never have been there in the first place right or castle players who will castle you into the objective oh gosh or or they like or you'd like, you tell him like, wait, 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 stop. And he doesn't. So you rip his barricade down, you run out and then he barricades it right, right behind you again. You're like, dude, I'm coming back. Yeah. Like I told you, I'm going to go get the hatches. I'm going to be back. Chill out. And um, like barricade objectives, like objective rooms, like that are inside the objectives, between objectives or whatever. It's yeah. Like, why'd you barricade? Please, that? Yeah. Don't barricade be- <laughs> or reinforce between objectives. That's only going to help the attackers. Yeah. Okay, um, Tifa Nazer has a crazy idea to balance Mav and Clash, which, again, I don't think they need to be balanced based on last week. Um, they should switch sides. This is a crazy idea. Mav on defense and Clash on attack. They would be more fun to play and interesting to count to encounter. Uh, or Clash's shields should be deployable only, and Mav's torch should be louder but work more like acid, take more time to get through walls so he would have more time to switch to his gun. Um, switch sides. I'm gonna say no. I mean, that's the whole reason that clashes on defense is because like yeah, she's the first so shield exciting. on defense. Yeah. If she was on attacking, it would not be like as nearly as novel of an idea. And It'd just be Mav, another Montaigne. I guess Mav burning holes for defenders to peek through. Like, I guess that sounds okay. But I mean, defenders already have the opportunity to make kill holes everywhere, right? Like. That's Defender's whole thing is that they control sort of how the map looks when you get in there. Right. This uh, class of shield being a deployable thing, that'd actually be really interesting if, like, attackers had deployable shields or something like that. Where, like, they could put a diffuser down and, like, put up some shields in the room or something and protect themselves. Oh, it would give be themselves really cool cover. If, if somebody had something where it's, like, some sort of, like, anti-diffuser kit or something where you could like plant it. I mean, again, this is bomb specific, so it's hard to do that, but yeah. something where you like, once you plant the kit, you could put like some sort of like jamming device that would jam their phones or something. So they couldn't, yeah, okay. they couldn't come back and un undiffuse it, <laughs> disable the diffuser. Interesting. Deltron says the skins in the Halloween event were far, were more far out than R6 usually goes. Is this something you want to see more of or keep it more grounded in the future? So I've said before that like I kind of don't like like the really far out ones sometimes because like I can't tell who the operator is and right. that's annoying. But I don't feel like that problem existed with any of the Halloween ones. No, because they were like their outfits were basically the same. It was just like the whole face was all different. Right. Which was cool. Like, and I don't care if they're like crazy looking or like cool looking like that or whatever. I just, when the uniform changes so much is when it's hard and frustrating. Right. Yeah. Like all the uniforms, it seemed like it was basically the same thing with like, maybe it was tattered or like, you know, like it wasn't, it was really the headgear that was really different. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I would like to see more in that style. I think that was good. Um, Steinhoff. <laughs> Yo, loving the podcast so far. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. 
Thought you guys might be interested in an operator idea I had a while ago. Didn't get much traction on Reddit, but I still think it's a good idea. Here we go. New hard breacher concept. Feedback wanted. I've been thinking about a new concept for a hard breacher for a while now, as it really as it really feels that having just Thermite and Habana to pick from isn't really providing enough variety. So he puts foam on a reinforced wall, and it basically like it has some chemical reaction, I guess, with the metal on the wall. So uh-huh. it makes it now a soft, Reasons breachable portion. Make reinforced walls so he breachable. Can, okay. He can make okay, a okay, wiener okay. shape on the wall, and they so, can make a wiener-sized hole. <laughs> yes. So he's not Thermite, but he converts breachable or reinforced walls to breachable. Correct. Okay. Um. So they can limit how much foam is available. So depending how big the hole he can make, it can be also spread on wooden barricades, which would then be hardened like a soft wall. And it would hamper roamers rotating back to site after the fear. Okay. So you can make barricades into walls, basically kind of have the opposite effect of barricades and make them stronger instead of weaker. So this sounds to me a lot like Maverick already in the way that he has a blowtorch and can just make a hole of any size, basically. And it's limited by how much stuff is inside of his blowtorch um he can't have this thing with the barricades because he just destroys the barricades and he doesn't have really synergy with other operators in the way that like sledge would help him out or anything but basically this is maverick that is being explained in a way yeah um sort of yeah like i'm trying to understand why this would really be any different than just having a thermite well because thermite just makes a giant hole in the wall right but this guy just makes it so you can make a hole in the wall. But it doesn't have to be giant. It can be just a just, tiny dot. Just yeah. Just like Thermite. I mean, just like Maverick. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's sort of like a cross between the Maverick and a Thermite or something. Yeah. Basically, he can make what size he wants or what shape he wants. Have, have there been... Yeah, there it has. I, have, I don't feel like I've seen enough maverick wieners drawn on walls yet like i feel uh, like i should have been seeing more we, of those we by definitely now. did i think you probably just missed it okay i'm gonna make one of those tonight i don't have maverick but um yeah i mean this this sounds interesting i, I think you've been a little bit supplanted by maverick which um, and this it's possible they saw you right because okay we decided that it took nine months right for an operator idea to yeah, come out yeah so it's very possible they read this and were like oh good idea let's kind of do that so it's possible your idea was taken and they made maverick yeah with it. i do like the idea of he says the foam could be sprayed on wooden barricades which would be hardened like a soft wall hampering roamers rotating back to site so that's uh, sort of like the problem is you like the the defenders would have had to already plant the barricade or, or put up the barricade and so in that case like it wouldn't be very useful actually what if there was a defender who could put up barricades not a defender, an attacker. Attacker, that'd be interesting. I think that'd be super awesome. Like, there's been a lot of times as an attacker where I've been like, "Man, I just wish I could put up a barricade right there so I could have a sound cue that somebody was coming." Right. But, like, that'd be super interesting. I think. Yeah. It, it, would if be. it was like a castle attacking. What if castle was what an if attacker? attacker? Why is a castle an attacker? This would be amazing. Yeah. Now that would be a buff to castle. That would be so sick. Yeah, that would be good. Why did they, why, why isn't this a thing? That would be really interesting. I'm trying interesting. to think why this wouldn't be good. And I can't think of any reasons. This is exactly what I do with Castle. I wait for them to do something dumb. And then I castle them outside of where I want them to be. Right. Right? If I was doing this as an attacker, it's like, 
oh hey guys we're like how often does this happen where you're like you're in sight and there's still three guys left yeah you're like hey we're in sight bring the bomb over here and you're just trying to like yeah just hope nobody put comes castle barricades yeah well, we're just gonna cast ourselves in here <laughs> <It's> so good <laughs> and then like impacts become super critical you can't just yeah. like waste your impacts because we castle's need to gonna... have castle oh this is amazing oh my gosh this should happen. Okay, so this is what's going to happen on the floor reveal. They're going to announce castle switching sides to attacking instead of defending because we talked about it on the podcast. And they're going to randomly insert... Um, what were we just talking about earlier? Dang it. There was some like random thing we were talking about that I was just thinking like they're going to insert that. like uh, The casual vote? No, not that. That is going to be inserted because we talked about it, but <laughs> I don't remember. There was something else we were talking about there was had something to do with casual and ranked playlists. Now I was thinking like they're just gonna insert that randomly. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, as long as we're on the subject of castle, can I tell my castle story from the other day? Yeah. So we're playing the one objective where I love playing castle, which is um on Clubhouse in the bedroom. And so I did my regular castles on the two windows in the bedroom and in the um gym. Right. And then we had a mute, of course, because you don't do it without mute. Um, and so we we had those two castles up. We muted it. The attackers came. They didn't have a glass. I right? played mute, by the way. So without me. Yes, you did. They didn't have a glass. They didn't have an ash or a sledge. So they didn't have like the regular. Well, glass can't breach his things anymore. Right. Well, he can in 12 bullets, right? Nope. No? Nope. Nope. Not at all? Mm-mm. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. That's why I was confused by that guy who said, I don't know why Glass didn't do anything. Glass can't do anything anymore. Oh, that's a huge castle buff. I thought it was just that he couldn't break it in three shots anymore. No, I'm pretty sure he just can't break it at all. We're going to test I that. I could be wrong. Um, but anyway, because I didn't have any like the regular people who just breach castle stuff right away. And then you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have chose castle. Um, so they sort of just like were pushing from different directions. Um, and we, we ended up killing off, uh, most of their team pretty quick. So they didn't have any breach charges left. And so then it was down to like just Finca against like three of us and I was still alive. So, so we knew where she was. She was on the side of the castle barricades outside. So then we knew she was going to try to come into that, um, that like joiner room between cash and, and bedroom. Right. So then I still have one of my castles because this is, I always hold my last castle barricade because it becomes super uh, useful at the end of the round. So then I went and I sealed up the door between those rooms and Finca's already used her frags. So, <laughs> so she's, it's like 45 seconds into the round or left in the round and she literally can't get in. Yeah. And she so, like, has to come up she the took stairs. too long trying to figure out what to do. And like she could have tried to just break a castle barricade and come in with melees or whatever, and she didn't decide to do that, which was a bad choice. But by the time she decided to like come around, it was way too late. Yeah. And so like, so I just dropped down into the bar from the hatch, and then like I see her coming in through the bar with like five seconds left. I'm like, you're not gonna make it, girl. <laughs> just like she ended up downing me, but we won because there was no way she was gonna get in. Yep. It's like this is what castle is for. Yeah. But now I know he's actually for attacking. Yeah. He needs to be an attacker. That would be so. So sweet so sweet oh, okay anyway. do we have more questions uh i want to see there is <clears throat> one more we have actually a couple more yeah romy fc says for defenders becoming an attacker castle 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 i think rook or doc would be interesting finca could make an easy transition to defending finca definitely could yeah. actually i think there's quite a few that could switch and really without any right. the problem with rook again is that whole like putting down a thing and having people pick it up like what's the point of being able to spawn at different locations if like they ought to spawn at the same spot to get the stupid armor like that's why he works so well on defense right like everybody spawns there already 
Yeah. Romy says, great podcast. Keep it up. I have a five stack squad that I play with regularly and we do a challenge night every Sunday evening. Winner of the challenge chooses next week's challenge. Do you guys do anything similar such as strat roulette or creative ways to have a little team fun? We'll be interested to hear your thoughts on some fun team challenges with the nightly winner. So I've done like strat roulette before and I like, I just didn't like think it was that fun. I, I guess I take siege a little more seriously than that. And so, like, I like I just have way more fun in Siege, like, trying to be strategic and winning than I do, like, being silly. Like, there's other games where I like to be silly, like, in Halo games and stuff like that. But in Siege, I just, like, I don't feel like the Siege's sandbox is interesting enough. Right. No. We, to answer your question, no, we don't do this. Yeah, we really don't. Um, I mean, there's, there's times where we'll do, like, the Shield Maiden, which is, you know, we run all shields or, like, yeah, but we don't really have rushes. Like, but, like, we don't really do, like, a strat roulette type of thing. No, we don't really have, like, any challenge that we try to do, which could be cool, but I don't know what... We we did invent like a custom game, which we talked about before. But basically, oh, like, it's fun. Uh, one person plays Kavera and has to kill the entire other team, and so the attackers like they sort of switch sides. So the like at the beginning of the round, the attackers will come into the building and like choose a spot where they're going to set up or whatever. And Kavera goes outside for like thirty seconds and gives them time to set up, and then Kavera comes in, um, and no one is allowed to shoot. So you can use your gadgets. Um, and you can, and like Convera can do silent step and Convera can use cameras. Um, attackers can't use, they can use drones. Mm -hmm. They can't use drones, but they can't destroy cameras. That's part of it. Correct. They can't melee. They can't. Oh, and they, wait, they can't melee? No, they can't. Oh yeah. yeah. You can't melee her. Defenders. Yeah. Defenders can't melee at all. I forgot about that. So, so Cav can melee, but defenders technically. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Attackers can't melee. Um, they can only use gadgets or run. And so it's like, it just becomes this crazy thing of trying to lure into like sledgehammer traps or like fuse charges or breach charges or like whatever. And then like, she's also super sneaky. So that becomes scary. Like if your initial plan doesn't work, then like suddenly it's everybody running from like Cav who is super spooky and scary to run from, especially when you're like a three armor, you're yeah. like super slow. Um, so like, that's fun. Like we've, we've done that. And like, I would like to do more custom games at some point. But, yeah. like, I think total custom games. I don't think I, I would enjoy as much, like, messing around in casual. Right. And I, it'd be cool, too, if you could, like, in custom games, make an option where, like, you can have attackers on defense or vice versa. Like, let people do whatever they want to do in custom games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Custom games should have a lot more customization. Juckus says, I don't know. If, did we play with him the other day? No. No. I don't know if this has been at, oh, it was Jaw something. It was just in game. Uh, do you think R6 will ever get 100 ops like Ubi wants? So what did we say? We were at 36 now? Yeah. 38 with these next two coming? Right. So it's possible. 62 more ops, which is how many more seasons? 31 more seasons, which is seven and a half years. <laughs> That's if they just do... If they keep doing two per just season. two, 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 I, two. I, don't, I think 100. I don't think that's like a hard goal. I think that's just like a... And to... Okay, they might like it's possible, but I hope they don't. Oh yeah, me too. I hope they don't. I hope they get to like. I think year four would be a good time to be like. I think by the time we're starting to hit like fifty, sixty ops, I think that's when we start seeing a lot of just sort of clones, sort of like the yeah. Ash Sophia, right? You're right. Or like you know Fox Falco or whatever Pikachu Pichu. It's like we're gonna see a lot more of that, and it won't be nearly as interesting. Yeah. Or maybe actually, maybe it would be. Maybe it would be interesting if there was like an alternate thermite that was basically the same, but would like 
um, maybe on a certain objective he would be more effective because of the kinds of holes he makes or because he has two, three smaller holes instead of two big holes. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I just kind of hope they don't get there. I think year four, like four years for a game still being supported is kind of a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, Siege is, I for, think... For a first-person shooter game like this. Well, there's like, Counter-Strike. Think, okay, true. But you think, like, the big ones, like Battlefield, Call of Duty... The thing is that um, those games, they they just do sequels. They don't yeah. continue supporting a game. They just do another sequel. Right. It's like a whole different mindset. Right, true. But, like, I still feel like four years, like, that's a good amount of time to be... And they can still support it. I just feel like that'd be a good time to be like, hey, we've made these many masks we've made sony operators now we're just gonna like yeah start balancing people bring people together make the game a good balanced place and then make performance yeah with where siege is now i actually think it'd be really cool if at one point they're like okay um seasons seasons one and two of this next year is going to be a campaign that would be single single player co-op campaign that would be so cool. That'd be so sweet if they're just like, oh, oh yeah. Remember how we were going to build Rainbow Six uh, Patriot and then that got scrapped? Like, okay, we're just going to add a campaign to Siege. I would love that. They could even make you pay like $15 for it. I would buy it. Yeah, I probably would. Like if it was good. With a good story. Oh, it could be so cool. Yeah, with all the characters they have and stuff. like Because like, they can make like big, big maps, like or big campaign levels mm-hmm. where like you have to like work through it and you can pick up ammo at certain points you get reinforced stuff or whatever yeah what's cool too is that like the characters all sort of already have been characterized right in a way even like even outside like they all have their like intro videos and they're like flavor text and stuff but even outside of that there's like a certain character that they have just based on like their design and then like how they function in the game and how players like perceive that character and so like you don't have to spend as much time like actually building like you can have this game with 60 characters right or 38 characters that we have right now and you don't have to really spend time like sort of introducing every single one of them like you can sort of just like build on what already exists yeah like i think it'd be cool I think that's it. For the record, not one time during this podcast did I get distracted. Yes, I was going to say this at the beginning. Okay. if I don't know if you guys saw the <laughs> the super cut I made from last week. It's so bad. But I, after, like last week, Chris got distracted so many times that like we lost our train of thought. Like the conversation just died because he was like reading a Discord message or something. And so like at the end of it, I went through and cut out. It was like six different like instances some of them like back to back he got distracted by something um and so i super cut it all together it was a five minute video at the end of it of just like me being super frustrated and so he's like okay this week i will not get distracted at all so props to chris he didn't get distracted we got through the whole podcast focused he actually like responded to things that i said (laughs) and i think it was a much better episode please give us your feedback this episode compared to the last episode how good it was. <laughs> I did so good. You did really good. Congratulations, Mr. ADHD. Okay. Um, Thank you guys for listening. If you like the podcast, you can follow us at r 6 Unrenowned on Twitter. We tweet out random stuff about Siege sometimes. And you can ask us questions there. Also, please join the Discord where we just got all of these questions for this week. Uh, the link is in the show notes. We would love to see you there and 
have you to play with because we need a squad to carry us out of our very low, very bad rank. Yes. Also, if you have not already, go to iTunes and give our podcast a five-star review. Please. That helps a lot. There is one three-star review, and the reason is because we're not educated on the game. No, because we're not good enough at the game. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, I thought we called the podcast under a noun, but I wasn't sure. It, it was, I was pretty sure that was the title of the podcast. It was implicit in the title. <laughs> you can follow me on YouTube and twitch at vg fiasco i don't know my mixer id it's either rd fiasco or chaotic fiasco i'm just hello with three o's on every platform much easier okay just goodbye